0: Welcome to Prioritising Yourself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. This podcast is to educate, inspire and inform women about the importance of prioritising your self-care to improve your body, mind and soul. Each week we will talk all things that affect and influence big-hearted women in life and also all the polarising topics that affect women. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my one-on-one three-month coaching program that moves women from feeling overwhelmed and compromising their values to become the master communicators of their internal
1: and external environments.
0: Excited for today's guest, Harmony Robinson from Harmony Inspired Health. Harmony helps women with hormonal imbalances, gut and digestive issues, weight management, stress and overwhelm and I can really relate to that because I think all women have gone through a period of overwhelm in their life and often our overwhelm leads us to our greatest opportunities if we listen to those signs. So I would like to welcome Harmony to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, I'm really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. So um Before we um, introduce um, a bit more about what you do, how you support your clients a little bit more, could you tell me how did you prioritize yourself this morning, Harmony?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this morning I had to get up super early because I have, um, I'm also studying. uh, So I have a class at 4am. So I had to get up and do that. But straight away after that, I jumped on the cross trainer. I had to move my body. Like I really love to prioritize my um, day with a bit of movement and exercise and breathing. So I jumped on the cross trainer and I did a little bit on that and then I went into the sauna and did a meditation because I love to breathe and then settle my mind Mm -hmm. and then have a really yummy breakfast after all of that and I knew I um, had this podcast and it was actually my first uh, sort of work task to do today so I quickly nipped out and actually did a Pilates class (laughs) so I'm just my, to prioritize myself I've done a lot of movement which I absolutely love to do yes yeah and I love that that
0: you've done different things to support your overall well-being because I think when people think of self-care they only think of say movement but it's encompassing you know the body mind and spirit and I love how you were able to be in the sauna yet also do some meditation and then you know putting sort of a little bit of the um, then the Pilates before here so it's just integrating in your in people's life how you can actually make yourself a priority so thank you so much and for people who would like to know a little bit more about you know how you actually you know I gave you a little bit of a brief introduction but if you want to go a little bit more into sort of what you do that would be really great in your integrative um, health practitioner
1: yeah, absolutely. So I'm an Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and a registered nurse. I um, specialize in women's hormonal imbalances, gut health, and um, sort of burnout as well. Um, a lot of it goes hand in hand. So often women come in thinking they may just have like a hormonal condition. Um, but a lot of the or well, most of the time, it's always sort of like we treat hormones and gut together and when they come in with burnout there's you know a lot of um, hormonal imbalances going on there assisting with that burnout and the gut the gut health is so important for our mental health so it's sort of I take a really holistic approach and integrate different approaches to heal and help my clients heal so that they can get um, the best results for themselves Um, and I Yeah, so that's sort of what I do in my clinic. I also run a six-month accredited program called Ayurveda Alchemist, which certifies you as an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. And that is actually about to kick off in two weeks. So it might already have kicked off when this podcast comes out. But that's sort of the other sort of um, arm of my business as well.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm actually on a very similar journey, seeing my naturopath around hormonal issues. And we're also looking at gut health. And when you were talking about all those things, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, you know, you've got to get all of those things. And when I was talking to my naturopath, she said it can, it takes time to mm-hmm. see changes with your hormones. And it's sort of making, you know, when she was presenting the information, she said, I know it's a lot that just sort of. It's with anything. You're just taking one small step at a time and then slowly integrating. So, And I love how you also speak it is integrative. It's, It's looking at the whole person. It's not waiting until something is in crisis of their body or something doesn't work. You're actually in the preventative part of supporting women in their health and well-being so they've got a better quality of life.
1: Absolutely. And just going on what you said there about your naturopath know, telling you that it takes time. I like to explain that to my clients as, you know, often when people come to see me, like women come to see me, they have they haven't just woken up feeling crappy. They haven't just been like, oh my god, today I have got this, you know, raging mood and these headaches, I feel bloated, you know, gassy, bit of heartburn, whatever it might be going on, it hasn't just happened that day and they think, oh geez, I'm gonna go see that Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner. It's been a long progression for their body to slowly been giving them symptoms. In Ayurveda, there's six stages of disease manifestation. And the first few stages we often miss because as women, we are so busy and we're so consumed with our external world, looking after little ones, just life in general, that when our body is trying to communicate with us, we tend to either not hear it properly or ignore it until it's really screaming at us. And then we think, oh, well, I'm going to go and get this problem sorted. And then they go, oh, they don't sort of really understand how long this problem's been going for and if something has been accumulating so we talk about an ayurveda the disease manifestation stages and it accumulating in the data is the different tissues in the body and that's where you start to feel and get the symptoms um over that period of time it takes you know it could be a, a two-year process before your symptoms are really noticeable to you and then people come in and they think oh i just want you know change my diet for a few weeks and do take some herbs for a few weeks or whatever it may be. And think that the, that they're going to change everything straight away, but it's not like that. You've got to give yourself and your body and your mind time to heal. If it's taken two years to get to, to that place, it's not going to take two days to fix mm-hmm. it. And it's mm-hmm. all about, like you said, as well is um, putting in some preventative m- methods so that, you know, other, symptoms and disease in the mind and body don't accumulate or get worse from the original
0: Mm, absolutely and you're right like as women we're so looking at you know especially if we have a tendency to be the rescuers we're deflecting from our own stuff going on And so we're we're looking after everyone else, but we're actually not giving ourselves justification. We're not looking after ourselves and we're not modeling, you know, the importance of actually looking at the whole picture. So, yeah, I really think that how you look at that and that it can take, you know, the symptoms may be brewing for possibly years, then Mm -hmm. it could take. It's not going it's not a quick fix. it's not a band-aid. it takes time to heal all of all of those elements of the body it sounds like.
1: Absolutely and it's, and it's it's work um, obviously worth doing, but it's persistent work from there on because we want to use it as a preventative medicine as well as a healing medicine. So we're always trying to you know prioritize our self and our health to some capacity so that we can live that sort of life of um, longevity. I mean, the word Ayurveda itself means the life, um, means the knowledge or the science of life and longevity. So that's what we're trying to achieve with um, the different lifestyle and dietary implementations.
0: Mm, Absolutely. So I'm I'm interested to hear from you, Harmony, excuse me, is... How you, you know, you've come from sort of a very mainstream, you know, occupation, being a nurse. What was awakening that made you start thinking about doing more integrative health and then actually being an Ayurveda um, specialist as well?
1: Yeah, so... I mean, growing up, I've always I've been exposed to natural health. Like I grew up in northern New South Wales. We had like a lot of organic vegetables growing that we would have, herbs, all of sort of that sort of lifestyle. So I have have always been exposed to that. Um, but then I did move up to the Gold Coast when I was 17 and went to uni and became a registered nurse. And I've done multiple um, things with my nursing Uh, degree uh, theater and surgery and uh, surgical nursing but in the more recent times it was in the emergency department and discharge planning Um, and I was with Queensland Health doing that for over 16 years I'm now still nursing but I'm at a one of Australia's leading um, lifestyle retreats so it's sort of more along the lines of what I do now Um, and you know what it it was great it was fantastic it taught me a lot about you know the the human body and the science um and allopathic medicine does some things really really good some some acute things really well like if you you know require surgery and to be honest surgery is one of the eight limbs of Ayurveda like Ayurveda is a very broad um, health and medical system in its own right and it does have surgery as one of their eight limbs but um, or eight branches I should say but with modern medicine it does things well in the acute phase so if you are having a heart attack like you you know it's it's has advances and it's got science and equipment and all of these things that can literally save your life so I do have a lot of respect for it in that way if you've got a broken bone like you need to go there and fix your broken bone those kind of things so it does but I saw there was some things that it does not so well And that is certainly preventative medicine. And it is certainly a lot of chronic conditions it doesn't treat and address well either. And it doesn't have that holistic approach. I mean, a lot of um, areas are becoming more aware of that and trying to integrate more of a holistic approach and being more open to that but that's very recent and that's not all areas. <laughs> so we're still working with that. And even on like my podcast is all about bridging the gap between modern medicine, Ayurveda and natural health. So when I say I saw some things that didn't do so well, that would sort of be more along those sort of chronic health conditions that they're treating the symptoms of like through medication or sort of very um. I don't know how to put this nicely, but sort of that low level sort of surface education, not Mm. really sort of going deep into the mind, the body, how it's intricately connected and individualized medicine, I suppose. Whereas I think allopathic or what we call modern medicine, it's not an individualized medicine. It doesn't really look at the person And what's going on for them in their life and how this disease could have manifested and how it can be prevented and how we can treat the root cause of the disease and why it manifested in the first place. As opposed to just carrying on with that disease state and sort of, um, you know, fixing or not fixing, but helping the symptoms, but not really ever tapping into fixing the chronic condition if that sort of makes sense
0: absolutely yeah I, I I I hear what you're saying because I too worked you know in mainstream healthcare for about a decade and while I was coming from the perspective of working as a social worker we would see often we would call it the um you know when you're in a a hotel you've got the the door that Um, now I'm sort of my mind's gone blank it's the revolving door so we would see often the same types of presentations coming into the hospital because they weren't it was you were doing what you could in that acute setting you were doing what you were able to do but these people had not just issues with their health but often chronic mental health and I remember doing, looking, I did some research into, you know, people talk about a lot of these things as being new age, but they've been around far longer than modern medicine and how in Eastern um, cultures they're looking at not just isolating the body but looking at the, the mind and body and how that actually decreases a lot of the chronic health and chronic mental health. For people as well and I thought that was really interesting and just in my time you know when I was working in you know hospitals um, I could really see that people with chronic health conditions usually had chronic mental health as well and in you know while they tried to be holistic there were so many areas that you know you know that preventative health I think um, so many people would have really benefited from you know more that integrative but yeah it's just to do with that's why so many things are changing Mm. you know in our culture people are wanting a different approach and it's just always looking at yes hospitals are fantastic at that acute you know crisis emergency support but it's also looking at other avenues for the body, mind, and soul, like your self harmony. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, when you're thinking, how how do you sort of explain self care to your clients?
1: Yeah, so Ayurveda is really big on self-care. We always, um, in initial consultation, will always go through someone's lifestyle and their diet. And we look at um, breaking that down to be able to implement some lifestyle strategies that help um, the aggravated dosha. So, I mean, that's an Ayurvedic term, but we have um, these... The doshas within our body, there's the vata, pitta, and kapha, and they're just the energy systems of the body. So, when there's an accumulation of one or one becomes aggravated, then disease in the mind and body can manifest. So, what we look at is lifestyle, depending on what your aggravated dosha is, we will then look at sort of lifestyle implementation to help pacify that aggravated dosha we also do that with diet so with self-care i always um, ask my clients like from the moment they wake up like what is the first steps what is the first thing you do so you wake up and a lot of them you know they wake up when their kids wake up and then straight away they're straight into it they're going in um, making the kids lunches making the kids breakfast then they're quickly trying to get them ready to school and then they're forgetting to have breakfast themselves and then rushing to work. And it's just like, it already starts the day in that sympathetic state. So that sort of stress response. And that's why we see a lot of hormonal imbalances in women these days, because our hormonal imbalance can be relative to our stress and sex hormones and what is sort of prominent, what is fluctuating, what is low so i always sort of get them to just have a look at their daily routine in ayurveda we call that Dhinacharya, our daily routine and where we can implement some self-care strategies
0: yeah yeah i love that i um I'm interested to hear more about the different doshas as well. You were talking a little bit about them, but Mm -hmm. for those who don't really know too much about all the different
1: doshas, would you be able to explain what they are? Yeah, sure. So um, a lot of people, when they hear of Ayurveda, the first thing they hear about or are attracted to are the doshas because you can do a quiz online and it tells you, quote, unquote, what your dosha is. So the doshas are a concept to explain the the mind the energies of the mind body in an individual. Um, however, the quizzes you do online, they're looking there's they're looking at your vikruti, so it's looking at your imbalanced state. And your prakruti is your natural birth balance state, the one you sort of you know we desire to get closer to because that means we're in more of a balanced state. So the three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. So vata is governed by the um, ether, so the space and air elements. And a vata person would typically, they're typically very, like the the wind and the air, they can be very mobile. They like to talk. They're very social. They can be very creative, Um, but they can also get a lot of, Abdominal sort of upsets with bloating and a bit gassy, and have a hard time digesting food because they have that air element a lot of the time in their body. Um, The Vata also governs the nervous system, so they can become quite anxious and quite stressed. They don't always love a routine because they're very free spirited. They don't like to be controlled however a routine is very grounding so when we're looking at pacifying vata we need to bring in the opposite qualities to be able to pacify the ether the space and the air qualities that vata is made of pitta is governed by um fire and water elements and when i talk about the elements i'm not literally talking about a fire again in eastern medicine they use elements to sort of explain a concept so when we're talking about fire we're really talking about the qualities of a fire so a of person is hot you know they can run hot a lot of the time they can be hot-headed they can often be judgmental but when they're in balance they can be very passionate and very driven they make really good leaders Um, They usually have a strong agni, which is our digestive fire. So they've got like a good, strong metabolism, a strong build. They have a lot of that sort of fire energy. And then a kapha person is governed by the earth element and the water element. So they can be a little bit more slower, a little bit more of a solid build. Um, They can be more prone to depression and lack of motivation but when they're in a balanced state, they're they're very healthy and robust. They're very stable. They're very loving and caring. Um, they make really good partners or friends because they're always that sort of person you can lean on. So they're all about structure and stability. Um, so the doshas are a concept to explain the mind-body types. However, I don't love those quizzes because people go on and do the quiz and then they become really obsessed with what dosha they are. But we have all three doshas in us. We're not just one of them and it can change depending on the food you're eating, the environment you're in, the weather, what's going on in the world around us, the people you're hanging out with. And then from a practitioner's perspective, uh, perspective muddling up my words now (laughs) Um, we look at it a lot deeper because the doshas govern areas of the body as well so it's not just a mind body personality type we look at the different areas of the body that govern the doshas so for instance if you might be a very vata person in nature but if you have come in with a really phlegmy sticky cough then you have a kapha condition going on. So we would have to treat that. So you've got very like the sticky, thick qualities of earth. If that sort of makes sense, it gets very, very complex. And that's why I like to sort of teach my students to really look at the elements and learn about the elements and how they feel in your mind body rather than pigeonholing yourself with a dosha specifically, because we can become very attached to that dosha. And when um, people become too attached to, their, to that dosha, they can often pigeonhole themselves with that and then get their own treatment or management wrong, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, absolutely. And does it change for yeah. when people get, you know, older? Does their dosha completely change? Or if they moved, say, to the Northern Hemisphere, would it change it all for them?
1: Absolutely. So um, it, yes, it can change. Your Prakruti, your birth dosha always stays the same, but your Vikruti, the one that's imbalanced, so that dosha can become aggravated by different environmental aspects. So if you were to live in a really hot climate and you were a vata Pitta type person, your Pitta might get very elevated a lot. Like you might start to get really feel a little bit um, irritated with the heat or Um, It might just sort of exacerbate a lot of the Pitta type symptoms. But then if you were to go and then move completely somewhere very cool, that then might aggravate the the Vata qualities. Or if you go into a very windy environment, like that's going to start to aggravate Vata because it's increasing that wind element, which they already have, that movement, the nervous system. Mm. And then with, with age, yeah. So even we look at the dosha phases of life as well so when you're a child you're in, it doesn't matter what sort of mind body dosha you have but when you're a, a child that is a kapha state of life and then when we go into our sort of adulthood where we're working and we're studying and we're really productive and we're sort of setting up family and jobs and income we're in that pitta stage of life And then as we age, so after 50, they in Ayurvedic terms, once you're over 50, they call it, even though I feel like in the modern world, it's probably not the most accurate age to say aged, but that sort of you going more into the Vata time of life where things start to, you know, become a little bit more dry. So Vata is very drying. It doesn't have that moisture quality, Um, uh, like things like arthritis become a lot more prevalent um dry skin sort of malnourishment of the muscles and the bones they get the bones get a lot more brittle more dry um the hair starts to thin and gets dry (laughs) um especially when and ladies moving through that menopause stage of life as well going into that very vata stage they get a lot of those vata symptoms Mm,
0: yeah it's really interesting just yeah it it it's so interesting yet yeah, we, we start off in one state but then we can change and all the different things that can cause imbalances for us so it the you know if pe- it sounds like people who are looking online and they're going oh I want to know my dosha type what would you suggest that would be more um, beneficial for people in those circumstances
1: I mean, everyone loves a quiz. Like everyone loves to learn about themselves and find out about themselves. So if you're going to like do the quizzes, I mean, that's fine, but just know that that state can change and not to be attached to it because we actually have all three doshas. It might always be your prominent one and it might always be the one that seems to get aggravated and go out of balance, which is quite common, but just start to, it's, I like to teach the elements, the elements make up the doshas. And when you learn the elements and how they sort of can impact your body or how they can help heal your body, then it's a much safer way to practice and a much better way to understand yourself and really connect to yourself. So the elements are ether, so space, and that would be like the space within the body. So any space between our organs, but also like when our mind is racing, it can and we're feeling that sort of anxiety and that level, that sort of space, sort of headedness, space in the mind. Um, that sort of like, yeah, to talking about the space element, which we also call ether. Then you've got the wind element, which governs all of the movement of the body. And then there's the fire, which governs all transformation, our metabolic rate, um, heat in the body, I mean, all of our mitochondria in our cells, so igniting all of the cells in our body. And then you've got the water element, so obviously any water in the body, any fluid like blood in the body and also um, fluidity of life so again when we look at the elements we're not just looking at the the physical aspects of the elements the qualities we're also looking at the mental aspects of those sort of elements so when we talk about fire we talk about it being uh, transformative and also being Uh, digesting our food and helping with all of those digestibility with those kind of things but also how do we digest our thoughts how do we process our thoughts having a really sharp mind is a good of quality because having that fire helps us to ignite and digest thoughts as well and then we have um we've talked about the water so then the last one is the earth element so that sort of being really um, solid sort of mass can be sticky it can be heavy so obviously when we're feeling sort of really lethargic and heavy and tired we've got a lot of that earth element going on so one of the core concepts of Ayurveda is um, like attracts like and opposites decrease each other so if you're adding more heaviness like heavy meals when you're already feeling heavy and tired you're just going to get more of that quality in your body whereas if you use the the rule of opposites decrease each other you want to be eating some more light foods maybe a light soup something a little bit more um, even with a little bit of spice in it to ignite some fire you want the opposite quality to help pull you out of the one that is aggravated or the one that is sort of holding you down or accumulating in the body Mm, I love that I love how you speak about like attracts like
0: and I talk about that quite a lot but then if you're actually feeling tired or feeling heavy to reduce yeah that that, that's actually quite a helpful tip for people yeah that's really I, I really like that thank you um so in terms of, you know, we've spoken about, you know, a little bit about your journey and how you sort of support your clients, but, uh, you know, you do many different things in your business. Do, you also are a yoga teacher, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And so if people are inspired to, um, you know, they want to change their diet and lifestyle and they want to come to you but they're also wanting some you know accountability on mm-hmm. the movement side with some yoga mm-hmm. you've also provide that too which is amazing
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah All of and so
0: yeah and so where whereabouts if you know if people sort of listening to this podcast and are interested in working with you and they're wanting to change how they're Um, hormonal um, issues are coming about, and they're really wanting to make some change within their whole life, how can
1: they get in touch with you, Harmony? Yeah, so the easiest way is probably just go to my website, which is harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. So I do, um, yeah, consultations, one-on-one consultations. I also have like a four-week mind-body reset cleanse, which is a very specific Ayurvedic cleanse that we do for both the mind and the body. So great for hormonal balancing and gut health. Um, or I offer a three-month Thrive program, which is fantastic because you get a lot of extra support so people that have more of those chronic conditions and need a little bit more support over a three-month period as we mentioned at the start of the podcast you know it does take time to heal so uh you know it's often a one-off consult like you'll get a lot out of it but it's better if you can sort of have that accountability and that support ongoing Um, so yeah, my, that's my website. Um, you can also listen to my podcast, which is Harmony Inspired Health, um, Facebook Harmony Inspired Health and Instagram's a little bit different Harmony Inspired Ayurveda.
0: Awesome. Well, that's, thank you so much for sharing to the listeners about your journey, about integrative health, about Ayurveda, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I was going to say that incorrectly, And really about the importance of prioritizing your, not just your body, but actually the whole body, mind and soul, which I'm very big on. So um, thank you so much for coming today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.